confirmed, that conformed to the image of his son, and that he might be firstborn among many brethren. Yes, he was the firstborn, that's right, yeah. go on. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. Also what? Also called. Yes. And whom he called, them he also justified. Also what? Justified. Yes. And, th and whom he justified, them he also glorified. That's right, that's <laughs> it, that's it. Don't you carry on, you're doing very well. Um, Sorry that, then come on, properly. What, <laughs> what, what shall we then say to these things? Now, now you want to speak, it's only say, what shall we say to these things? Let's see you go on. What then shall we say to that's these right, things? That's right, that's it. If God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him for us all, how, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Uh, who, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Nobody can. Who shall lay anything? They can't do it. So it's really elect. You've got to say that. If you mean it, come on. It. Who shall? Go on. Uh, God's elect. It is, it is God that justifieth. Yes. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather than, is, yea, rather, that is risen again. And who, who is even at the right hand of God, who also make intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? Here yeah, I have it straight to all Christians. You ought to condemn all small prints on Bibles. <laughs> As it is written, for thy sake we are, are killed all the day long, and we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things and more, than, and more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God. Christ Jesus. Which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Heavenly Father, just bless our dear brother now. And oh God, we pray that you will teach him thy truth by the Spirit, that he might know thee in such a real way, and so be filled with thy wonderful Spirit, and make him an able minister of the New Testament to set the captives free. Oh God, tonight, by faith we ask you to do a miracle upon this lad, Lord. We believe he's called and chosen. But, oh God, from this time forth, we pray you'll give him such a hunger and a thirst after righteousness. And pray you'll fill him and take him and use him for thy glory. My brother, in the name of Jesus, I send you forth to set the captives free. Praise for this gospel of love, joy, and peace in the Spirit. For Jesus' sake, amen. Bless you, God. Lovely, Robert. Thank you for coming up. Thank you for coming up, Robert. Have you got anything else to say?
Well, yeah, I, uh, uh, I've got a friend at work, and I've told you, he's recently accepted the uh, Lord in his life. And, uh, but he's, he, he's at a church, uh, and it's a very sort of churchy sort of place. And Joseph uh, uh, was telling me the other day that a lot of these people can think that uh, when you've uh, when you've sort of knocked a few habits and you don't go to the pictures and you don't do this and you don't do that and you live by all the thou shalt and the thou shalt not that, that uh, that's when you've got something and that's when you're a Christian and you know is is with him being young with him having been a bit of a rum lad before is finding it hard to knock a few habits because uh, as any young Christian finds it is hard uh, to give these things up, uh, and uh, he worries about it to the point that, that he thinks that that's something wrong. Uh, and you know, I suppose with him going to a church uh, where where uh, there is a lot of condemnation, that then he'll get more worried. And you know, I, I, I pray that the Lord would help me to tell him that that you don't have to acquire. So uh, you don't have to acquire forgiveness by by living to the commandments. That that, that you get something when you accept forgiveness and and you live wait and you live inside forgiveness and it's and it's a part of your life. And you know that's well. It says what does Romans eight mean to you? Well, uh, that's what it means to me. That that it isn't something that that you can get yourself or that you can strive for or that you can travail for or anything that it's something that the Lord gives you and I hope that he comes to a place I hope he comes here where the Lord can give him it like or he can be in a position where where he realizes you know that, that uh, it is yeah that he's free bless you brother and sisters shall we Get to know your Bible and let it read you. Amen. Get to know your Bible and let it read you. Amen. When revival was in this country many, many years ago, there's one thing what they used to sing for all this wealth, and I was with it all. I didn't want interest in that. And he used to sing an old chorus back to the Bible. Do you remember it? You see? They sung it back to the Bible and they brought the positive things in it. It was Jesus the Saviour, Jesus the Healer, the Baptizer, the Coming King, and they put a new light on everything. And there's a move of the Spirit, and there's a move of the Spirit today. It's moving in me. And I'm not asking for it, it's coming in me and I, I just can't help myself. It's coming upon me. And I'm thrilled about it. But only, 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 as I seek God, Amen. it's not just coming like ripe cherries from heaven. Amen. You can't have this some stuff happy way. It's only those who are diligent mean business with God that they get it. In the early days, we used to wait on God hours and hours and hours. Shut up in an earring cupboard waiting on God. Then all at once God speaks to me, I go and tell a customer about it. I wait upon God. I get in my car and say, Come, I'm going out. I don't know where I'm going. Now, controlled by radar. She was praying at home, and I'm going in my car, and I don't know where to go. And our direction, soul got saved. Soul got delivered. And brothers and sisters, 
That was not the sons of God, they were the Spirit of God. Yeah. And I find something bubbling up in me, a bubbling up in my body, a kick pace with it, that's God's responsibility. A bubbling up within me, and I know there's great things before us, and we can be the disciples of the 80s. Disciples of the 80s, send it better women free. Glory be to God, hallelujah, diligent, on the ball, on the job. I'll tell you what, we ain't much time left, brothers and sisters. I was speaking to my pal the other day over the phone, and we've been doing business together for 50 years, and he was decorated by the Queen, and OBE, and he's been mayor of New York twice, and he's just done a deal with me, done a deal with him. And I said, you know, pal, I said, I'm glad I'm not a young man. He says, I'm so am I, Henry. He says, for the things that's coming on this well, it's to be terrible, brothers and sisters. Terrible. That's why the age is in me. There's a night, precious heart in place, and it's in Jesus. Oh, you young men and young women get covered under the precious blood and let God have his way in your life. Because everything's going to be burnt up, all the jolly lot. It's true. I, had, I read the other day, they say, Israel is short of oil. All at once they found, they found such a lot of things, and they're, going to, they're not going to be short of oil. We just found out Russia's not going to be short of oil plenty for the big clash that's coming. But what, what, what the Jews have found, they got it direct from Jerusalem in their paper, they've come across a lot of shale, and it's like, oh, like shale, and they can make oil from the shale. Millions and millions, enough, enough, enough oil for another 12 to 15 years. God knew what was going to happen, didn't he? We're in the last days, brother, and we're in the biggest clash the world's ever known, and it's no safe place. In fact, it ain't safe to walk down the street now, is it? Keep covered with the blood, brothers and sisters. Keep covered with the blood. I think it's this that I want to live nearer to God. Oh, bless the Lord. I don't feel safe without it, so let us get near to him, shall we? Praise the Lord. Romans 8, brothers and sisters, read it this coming week, please, in the name of Jesus. It'll make all the difference in the world to you. Just one more scripture before we all have all hail the power of Jesus' name. It's here, and praise the Lord, it's here. I'd just like to read it to you, praise the Lord. Amen. Here it is. Bless the Lord. If I might read it to you, it's been burning in me and burning in me, and I can't help myself. And I know, I, I can just imagine how the apostle Peter was just the same. He was a glory man. He was one of the first glory men, wasn't he? Eh? He made a mess of things. He was all over the jolly place until he got the glory. That's the trouble where people come to Fisket and they don't get anywhere until they get the glory. When they get the glory, you never have more trouble with them. <laughs> never have more trouble with them. When they really get the glory, when the roots go down, you won't be left trouble until they do. And that's why we have to get them to get the glory. Well, listen to what this glory man says. Listen to what he says now then. It's in the second epistle of the second of Peter. Peter's on the job again, on the ball. The second epistle, beloved, I write unto you, in both I stare up your pure minds, you notice pure minds, by way of remembrance. Peter's also are staring folks up. That you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandments of us, the apostles of the Lord and Saviour. Knowing this first, he's always saying that, Peter is, he said in another chapter, knowing this first, let's get things right in priority, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts, saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things have continued and we're from the beginning of the creation. 
for this they are willingly are ignorant of. That by the word of God, the heavens were of old and the air, standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was overflowed with water perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved to fire against the day of judgment and the perdition of ungodly men. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but his long-suffering, his long-suffering to his word, not willing that any should perish, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, Lord, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise. This is coming events. And the elements shall pass away with fervent heat. The earth also and the works there shall be burned up. This is coming events. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, when the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we according to his promise, look for new heavens, new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. And that righteousness starts down here in you and me. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent, that you may be found of him in peace, without spot and blameless, and account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him hath written unto you, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of things which are some things are hard to understand, which they that are unlearned and unstable, rest as they do, also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. But ye therefore, beloved, seeing that ye know these things, be, beware, lest ye be also led away with the error of the wicked, shall fall from your own steadfastness, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, to him be glory, both now and forever. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we ask you in the name of Jesus to search all our hearts and to draw us nearer to thee. Oh God, we need thee. In these last days, we need thee. We thank you, oh God, that you've delivered us from sin. We've washed in the precious blood of the Lamb. But oh God, we feel we need to be drawn nearer to thee and filled with thy Holy Spirit so that we can bless our fellow men. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, make all of us here true and faithful witnesses, Lord. Men and women who others can look up to, Lord, and come for help. Oh, God, help us and strengthen us and sanctify us now in the name of Jesus. 
Oh God, I pray now for those dear souls who have gone wrong, Lord, which we've read about in the papers. Oh God, be merciful to them in the name of Jesus. God, be merciful to them, Lord. Making the gospel of none effect when we know it's so real. We know it's so wonderful, Lord. Oh, we know it's changed our lives. Oh, God, we ask in the name of Jesus, stir me up, Lord. Lord, stir us all up, Lord. Oh, that we might know thee in the power of thy resurrection. We thank you, Lord, we have a little desert lace here. And there's no oasis in the desert where we can declare our truth without being disturbed. Oh, God, bless thy truth. Bless thy word. Move in a new way even tonight upon my soul and everyone here. Oh, God, thy will be done in Jesus' name. Send a mighty Holy Ghost revival. Start the work in me, Lord. Start the work in me now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Holy Ghost revival come from me.
to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. How do we do it? How do we do it? How do we do it? Oh, how do we do it? How do we walk after the Spirit? How do we walk after the Spirit? This was a question I asked myself over and over and over again. Over and over and over again. How do we walk after the Spirit? It's all right walking in the Spirit when the Spirit's moving in a meeting. But how do we walk after the Spirit? Every day. All the time. How's it work? Lord, how's it work? How's it work? I'll tell you, folks. Keep coming into glory meetings. This is the only place you'll find it. Be filled with the Spirit. Let the Spirit of God flow over you. Over you. And over you. And over you. And you'll find that you'll go out and carry it for a little while. And you'll go and carry it a little while longer. And you'll carry it a little while longer. And keep getting filled up and you'll carry it a little while longer. And come and keep getting filled up and you'll carry it a little while longer. And keep coming and getting filled up and you'll be walking in the Spirit. But this is the only way that I know. It didn't work any other way for me. This is how God has taught me to walk in the Spirit. To be filled with the Spirit. To be filled with the Spirit. To be filled with the Spirit. To yearn for the Spirit. To seek nothing else. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory. It becomes your life. Your own life. And you walk in the Spirit. And this is the only way. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, to them that walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Oh, you know. Just doesn't finish there is no therefore now no condemnation. Doesn't finish. Doesn't finish there. To them that walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And you know, if you want to become a fully fledged son of God, if you want to become the, the, the manifested son of God, that, that same chapter talks about, the only way is by walking in the spirit. Oh hallelujah. The only way is by keep coming. Keep getting filled. Keep walking. I don't know any other way. There is no other way. You can go to your religious meeting and you, you, but you don't get it that way. It doesn't work in you. It doesn't work on you. It doesn't work in you altogether. There's no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Oh, glory! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! You know, we're privileged folks. They're privileged people. There isn't many folks getting this ministry. There's not many people know that the sons of God will be manifest before Jesus returns. And, he, and they will, you know. Hear his voice out and not your hearts. Because you can do. You can be spiritual people and have your heart hardened. But God will soften it if you walk in the Spirit. God will soften it if you walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. It's so wonderful. It's so wonderful. Oh, hallelujah. This is the 
I'm glad I came home. You know, I always say the first glory meeting that I ever came to, I came home. <laughs> I felt it come home. I didn't know what was going off. I didn't know what they were doing. I didn't agree with all that was going off. But I knew the spirit. I knew it was the same spirit that I was baptizing when I was baptizing the Holy Ghost. I knew that it was the same spirit. I come home. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Keep getting filled up. Hallelujah. Bless you. You know, folks, when, uh, when I these last few weeks, it's been marvellous because what we've been talking about has been exactly what we've been discussing. The scriptures have been on the, the meetings that we've been doing on Friday nights. And this Romans chapter 8 that that Henry was reading, I, I was reading it that night, and I'd read it the previous night before, and this one, uh, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, it shall quicken your mortal bodies by spirit that dwell. Now then, that uh, led me to read, it's a chapter in Acts that I've always liked reading, and it's chapter 3, and you know what it was about, don't you? And it's about when Peter and John uh, went to... Uh, we're going to the gate beautiful. Now then Peter, I was discussing Peter with uh, Connie on the phone about when God says, uh, Jesus said, when you're going to be converted. Now then Peter followed Jesus a long time, but he hadn't got the goods. Now then he followed him. Now then, but the marvelous thing that happened, the same Peter that turned away when the clock, the cock crowed thrice, and he turned away, he was frightened of saying who he was and who he stood for. Now then, but when he come on him, it, uh, in the second chapter, he said he stood up. He stood up, didn't he? When, when they received the Holy Spirit, he went first up. He went first up, and he told them about it. Now then, the, the, the thing of it was, then men that he stood up and told were the same men, I would say, that were there when he denied Christ. And we find that once we get this thing within our mortal bodies, that it starts to work. Now then, the situation around us doesn't alter. We alter. We alter the situation. I've noticed, I thought, do you know, that looks a lot better. It's no better. It's me that's breathing better. Yeah. Amen. By the grace of God. And it's easier, the chap's easier to get on with. Because he makes our enemies our footstool. But you know, there's one thing I like about this here. That he didn't finish here by him standing up giving a sermon. I don't know how he spoke before, before he got it. But he'd really got it when he told them. He says, you crucified the man that's done all this. But you know, he didn't finish there. He didn't only quicken his mortal body, he quickened somebody else's because he says, what I have, I give to you. Yeah. That man, he were, he were looking down, he couldn't look up that man. He says, you were asking for stuff. He says, give me this and give me that and give me other. And he couldn't look up, he says, look at me. He says, look, he says. And I'll tell you something, have you ever been in a meeting where they're all clapping and they're like this and they don't open their eyes and their hands up like this? They don't open their eyes. But you know, once you've got the glory, you dare look somebody in the face, don't you? I like to deal with somebody that looks me straight in the face. And he says, look on me, What's what, what I've got. You can have it. I can't give you out only what I've got. And you know, this is what happens when we get it. The glory of God in our souls, it don't only quicken our mortal bodies, it quickens other folk. And I'm, you know, I've got a lot out of this. 
But I'll tell you something, what's happening to me, there's something happened to me lately that I've had a real desire to know more about the, the Word of God. I've had a desire. And do you know, it's funny, I don't know where to start. But you know, God's showing me things I have to go on. I don't want to, I don't want to, a Bible study from somebody that's not being quickened. I want to know about it. I want to know about it, the living word. And this is what it's happening. And things are happening to us, they're happening here. But you know, situations are the same, but God's altering it. And he makes, he makes our enemies our footstool. You know, we've had situations where friends have come up against us, people have come up against us, but the past. You know, I once read something that said, and it came to pass. And you know, when it comes to pass, it comes and it passes on. And it came only to pass on. So if whatever's happening, it's coming to pass. And it's going to pass on. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's nice to be with you again. I didn't like being at home, but it was, thank you for your prayers. And I got all your love that was sent by faith. And thank you for your love and your kisses. Praise the Lord. But you know, tonight as we keep hearing that scripture come over and over again. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Well, what it means to me, Henry, is I can never get further than that bit. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ. And the rest of the scripture never seems to get anywhere with me because I always stop at that and thank God what Jesus set me free from. And I don't mean my, just my sin. None of them things my mind always goes back to the Old Testament, to the old law. And I think of all the terrible things that the people had to do to establish their own righteousness. And I think that men couldn't talk to God, they weren't allowed to, they couldn't converse with him, they couldn't tell him about the problems, they couldn't, they couldn't ask for anything, they couldn't ask for deliverance, they couldn't ask for anything from God. They could only go to one man and, and just ask the great high priest, will you talk to God for me? And every time they'd done something wrong, some even poor men, men who sometimes found it difficult to find a living, they had to go and find a spotless lamb to have it slain for a sin offering. And I think of all these things and I say, oh, thank you, Jesus. Because you've set me free from all this and all my sin. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. And I often think of the condemnation. I can't really get to the bottom of the word. I don't really understand it. I don't. I don't really know what condemnation really means. I know that I, could stood, that I stood condemned before God when I didn't know Jesus. But it has already been said tonight that our righteousness doesn't come through what we do do and what we don't do. You know, when we begin to confess and put right, the reason that we begin to do these things is because the Holy Spirit has revealed unto us Jesus. And that's our salvation. When the Spirit of God reveals unto us Jesus, and we see and begin to realize what Christ has done for it, there on the cross, that's where our salvation begins. 
and the rest of the things that we do after is because of the cross of Calvary. And you know, I just thank God. That's all I thank him for, that there was a day in my life when the Holy Spirit revealed unto me Jesus and I found him as my Lord and Saviour. Thank you, you know, for the love of God tonight. And it's a wonderful love that moves in every one of our hearts. We don't know what's happening to us at times, but you know, God just keeps revealing unto us Jesus. And this is all that matters tonight, and he does by the moving of the Spirit. You know, the, uh, Jerry has been saying that although the apostles walked with him, the men of old walked with Jesus, and yet they didn't know deliverance. There's a time in his life when he said, my hour isn't yet come. Yeah. But you know what made all the difference was the fact that Christ laid down his life and he rose again, yeah. triumphant over death and over, and over all their fears and all their darkness. Yeah. And you know, I was, uh, the other week I went to the seaside. It seems a crazy place to go at this time of year. But it blessed me in this much that I saw tremendous things laying on the shore. Things that seemed impossible for anything to move. And yet when the sea got hold of it, it just moved it along as though it didn't exist. And I thought, um, I, I remember when I was first saved, we used to sing a little chorus. Like a mighty sea, like a mighty sea, comes the love of Jesus sweeping over me. The waves of glory roll, the shouts I can't control, comes the love of Jesus sweeping over my soul. And you know, I thought that was what it was all about, that all the things that need moving, all let the love of Jesus move it. And you know, again, I say that God laid down his life for me. And that's all that really matters to me tonight. And this is just what keeps coming as I keep thinking about what he's done for me. It's these words that keep coming to me. And if that isn't love, then the oceans are dry. There's no clouds in the sky. And the sparrow can't fly. And if that isn't love, then heaven's a myth. There's no feeling like this. If that isn't love, and if that isn't love, then the oceans are dry. There's no stars in the sky, and the sparrow can't fly. If that isn't love, then heaven's a myth. There's no feeling like this. If that isn't love. You know, it's uh, been a blessing to me tonight that we've shared already from Romans chapter 8. Isn't it amazing that wherever you go, uh, if you're a child of God, you can hear the voice of the Spirit and He's saying the same thing 
all over the world, wherever you may be, because it's the same spirit that's in you. And, you know, we've been learning in, on a Friday night in back at uh, church from Romans chapter 8, and I've had it too, burning in my heart, uh, about being led by the Spirit. Right. They are the sons of God. Amen. Not those that say, Lord, Lord, but Amen. those that are led by the Spirit. Amen. And I'm beginning to realize Amen. more and more just recently how important it is to be led by the Spirit of God. And, you know, I've been finding out that as I've been reading through the Acts of the Apostles, and it's been so thrilling to find out how simple it was, but how dramatic and deep, because they were led by the Spirit. They didn't plan things the minute they got up in the morning, and yet they were seeing miracles simply because they were walking in the Spirit, and they were led by the Spirit. They were led to this one here, and that one there. They were led to where the need is. And you know, we've got the answer if we only believe it. It's in here, because what we've got is spirit and life. You know, we've said already that Peter had the goods, but I read last week that Elisha also had the goods, because when he was dead, they put him in a tomb, and they threw somebody else in a bit later on, who also was dead. But that spirit that was Till in the carcass of Elisha brought this man to life because what we've got brings life to the dead. Those around us that are dead, it brings life wherever we go because we've got it. We've got the spirit of life. It's, you know, Jesus was made a quickening spirit. The first Adam was made a living soul, but the second Adam was made a quickening spirit. And you know, he's quickened us. And he's quickened our mortal bodies. Amen. You know, I, you know, I felt, and I'm sure all of us here from time to time, we felt more than one degree under. But you know, when we've gone, even perhaps to the house of the Lord or wherever we've been seeking him, if his spirit has touched us, we've been instantly quickened. And all these things have dropped off and we felt... Ooh, 100%, haven't we? Yes. And it just happens. When the Spirit of the Lord touches us, we spring to life. You know, and it quickens this mortal body. Sometimes I don't feel like doing, you know, I, I feel a bit run down or something like this, but when the Spirit of the Lord quickens me, it all rolls away. And I, all, I spring to life. It's like that man that was thrown in Elisha's tomb. I just spring to life because that Spirit just touches you. You know, when Jesus was uh, buried, those in the tombs in Jerusalem sprang to life. You know, we miss that verse out, don't we? You know, just imagine it if we'd have been living in their day and we'd have buried somebody that had been a believer, you know, and we'd have buried him, and then all of a sudden they came walking back in our house. You know, it would be something we wouldn't be, you know, able to understand. But it was because the second Adam, the quickening spirit, had reached them, and up they came from the tombs. Up they came from the place of death, and we've been quickened from that place of death, and we're alive unto him. Amen. Bless the Lord. You know, uh, the Lord's really been showing me something wonderful these last couple of months, 
and it's the fact that my Christianity or my salvation does not rest upon feelings. That's true. Do you know, it's so easy, isn't it, that when you feel down, not to praise the Lord. It's so easy just to go to the way of the normal religious person, shall we say. And I'm glad tonight that I'm not religious. I'm glad tonight that the Lord Jesus Christ has saved me. And I'm glad that God has put his Holy Spirit within me. And that, you know, when I don't feel like praising him, he still loves me. And when I don't feel like praising him, he puts a song in my heart. And I have a peace deep down. And I just praise the Lord. And I thank him tonight that he's given me a heart of love that slowly and surely I can see a change in myself and that's a miracle. <laughs> it really is. So, you know, somehow the people that I didn't get on with, I get on with them now a little bit better. You know, I don't lose my temper as often. You know, I just praise the Lord because he's put this within me. He's given me his love. It's Jesus Christ living in me. And the one thing which I really cling to now is the fact that God who has begun this work in me will perfect it, that he will carry on and do it and he'll perfect it. And nothing can take that work away because Jesus Christ is the victor. Bless the Lord. What have you got? How long have you been saved? Must be about a year now. I Must think. be. Ah. Uh -huh. And how have you felt since you got saved? Are you really satisfied yet? Oh yeah. You are. Yeah, a lot better. Oh, oh that's good. I was. Tell me how, how pleased you are about it. Then come on. Well, I didn't come from a Christian family. When we met, my mum and dad weren't. You didn't believe all that much. And uh, my friends come along and they they encouraged me to go Stanton. Ah. Uh -huh. So I thought, oh, I'll give it, do out to try out one. So I went. And I've been going there for a couple of weeks, and then all of a sudden I heard of this Fisker turn. So, well, Fisco is what you call it. Ah. So I, w I went and I thought, this is a bit funny. Anyway, I went. <laughs> but, but, but the Lord keeps bringing me back, so. Yeah. And that's about it, really. It's about, well, uh, and when did you accept Christ? Well, Albert had me up here the second, well, about the second time we are here, and that's when it all happened oh, yes. from there. And you had a distinct change in your life, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Ah. Well, praise the Lord. Andrew. Well, well you, well, you've got the right name, Andrew. So, and, you, and you've got, you're saved, so you just tell them what it's like to be saved in your own language. Come on. Well, you don't feel like living really very much, and you, you're a bit cheesed off. You don't know what to do with yourself. But when you got the Lord, you, when you wake up, you feel like jumping out of bed and running down and doing all sorts. Well, that's so much. That's the start, isn't it? Well, tell us how it's changed your life and how you've lived. For a start, I wouldn't been able to have come up here. <laughs> that's a good start. What you know in here. Not what Henry's told you. Not what anybody else told you. Not what the Bible talks about. But what the Bible's worked on you and you telling them. Feel something in here. Oh, that's all right. And uh, when you minister to everybody else, it seems to bring you up as well and strengthen that's you. That's right. That's, that's correct. I'll witness with that. Uh, say, now, Lord, I want to know more about you. I know this. I've had a little taste, Lord, but I do want such a lot more. And you'll start to seek him in your own language. Talk like that. And, and he understands your language better than other language, you know, mm -hmm. just as you are. And then as you tell him and you read the Bible, do you know, you'll come here, you want to jump onto this place, say, by God, this is lovely anyway. I'm glad you told me to have a go. You will. I feel better already now. I know you will. Oh, such a wonderful blessing. Hallelujah. Amen. We'll give you all the praise.
and you give all the glory. Go with my brothers and sisters, keep them in the spirit. Keep everyone covered under the precious blood. Bring together again, use it all for thy service. For Jesus' sake, amen. Thank you, brothers and sisters.